Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. It has been a while since I did a solo episode for y'all. This one's going to be real good. It won't be too long, but it might be one that if you're driving or doing something else and listening, you can totally listen, just absorb it, but you might want to come back to it in the future and take a few notes because it is something that I have been using lately in combination with human design to get a lot of really cool results. And I want to make sure that you guys have all of the information, how to use it, and the process that I do each day and all that kind of stuff. Oh man, it's been a few weeks. We are wrapping up Venus retrograde. I think the last solo episode I did was from like a month ago. It was really good. It was a fan favorite about healing and dissolving debt. So go and check that out. It was from the last week of July, 2023. And if you have not yet, I know in that I talk about our prosperity process workshop. We did record it and it is still available for you to watch the recording and do all of the homework that is included. Highly recommend. I have testimonials from that flooding into my inbox because y'all are obsessed with it. So if you didn't get to participate with us live. We recorded it for you. It is about 90 minutes long, but you have it forever. So you can go check that out. Highly recommend that. It'll also help you with this last week or two of Venus retrograde and healing your relationship with money and love and all those kinds of things. But I wanted to get to today's episode. If you're in my world, if you're in my mastermind or membership, you know that this summer I have been obsessed with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. I got on a Dispenza kick a few years back and really I used it for my business quite a bit and it was very, very helpful. I forget the other book that I read. Right now I'm reading the book, You Are the Placebo by Dr. Dispenza. I will link all of this information and a few other free resources from him in the show notes. So be sure to check all of those out. This book, a lot of it focuses around curing diseases and getting rid of health issues. And I originally didn't pick it up for that. He also talks a lot about changing your personality and changing your outlook on life. And although I love myself and the way that I am, and I'm quirky and funny in weird ways and all of that kind of stuff. There are aspects of my personality that I want to change. There's a lot of things that I ruminate on about future anxieties. There's a lot of things I'll loop about past and changing things and wishing things worked out a different way and feeling guilt or shame around different things. And 
especially after learning about the prosperity process aspect of the gene keys a few weeks back, I realized that my the thing I really need to focus on is constantly noticing where I am in lack and shifting to abundance. And I've done a pretty good job on this in my business, but I haven't done it as much or mastered it in my personal life, my relationships, parenting, and just daily outlook on things. I'll go through periods where I'm like, you know, doing gratitude rampages, doing everything that I talked about in my journaling masterclass, like all of that kind of stuff. But then on a daily basis, like what is actually flowing through my brain can tend to be like mainly lack thoughts. And this is normal for most humans. I think Dr. Dispenza says that 90% of our thoughts during the day, which we have tens of thousands of thoughts during the day, maybe more, I don't know. I'm not going to quote that statistic because I'm not, I don't have it in front of me, but I do know this statistic that he says 90% of our thoughts every day are the same as the ones we had the previous day. And 75% of those are negative, right? So that's sort of been my goal doing this dispensa work is to make a change in that. So it's like, okay, let me go from 90% of my thoughts being the same to 75% of my thoughts being the same and having a 15% each day of new thoughts. And I can slowly lower this number, right? Same with the negative thoughts. So 75% of our thoughts are negative, whether that's worrying about something, thinking there's not enough of enough time, blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't get enough sleep, like all that kind of stuff. So taking that 75% and seeing, can I get to just 60% of my thoughts during the day being negative? And then slowly chipping away at each of those to where you're having new thoughts and trending towards more positive thoughts than negative thoughts. Just every percent matters with this. You can very much use this for health issues or disease or anything that you got you have going on that's physical in nature. For me, I'm using it for the mental things and my personality, changing the parts of my personality that I don't love, that I think that aren't my true self and true personality. They're learned behaviors that are stuck in lack and fear and scarcity. So that's what I'm using it for. So in this episode, I'm going to do three things. Number one, I'm going to explain the science behind this dispenso work and behind our frequency, our thoughts, and why this work matters. Because you can go do the work, like dispenso is very big on meditating each day, but if you don't know what you're actually doing when you're meditating and what the results are going to be and what is happening in your brain and how you are increasing your frequency when you meditate, then it's not going to have as much of an effect on you. That's why he says you are the placebo. It's like tricking ourselves, not, I mean, tricking ourselves, you know, when you like have a headache and you take, I mean, I don't take Tylenol anymore, but you take a Tylenol. It's like almost immediately starts feeling better even before it enters your system that's like the placebo effect, right? And so there's so much research out there that the placebo effect actually works. And a lot for so long, we haven't known why. And Dispenza is actually doing this research to figure out why the placebo effect 
is actually even a thing. So I'm gonna explain the science behind it. Second, I'm going to give a brief overview of how to actually do Dispenza's work and to make it an experiment in your life and what that sort of looks like for me. And then third, I'm gonna give a few examples of how to use human design, which is an experiment in and of itself, with this type of work and combine the two for even better results in whatever you're trying to change or up level in your life. So first, the science behind the dispensa work, our frequency and why it matters. This is basically a paraphrasing of a couple of the chapters in the You Are the Placebo book. So I am footnoting it in the show notes. I did sort of try to put it in layman's terms, but if you want the full explanation, go buy his book and he explains it really well. He also, I'll put a couple of YouTubes below in the show notes as well, that if you want it, if you're better about like hearing somebody explain it, he does it in his way, but I'm trying to give it to you guys in layman's terms. So here we go. I'm going to do my best. So physics. When we think of physics, we normally think of what is called Newtonian physics or classic physics, which measures how objects realistically function in the space and time that is on Earth. So like how long it takes to fly from where you live to Tokyo, or how fast a tennis ball moves when hit by a racket, or how fast it falls to the ground, that kind of thing. The thing about classic physics is when we're thinking big, like universe-wise, time is different on other planets because of how long it takes those planets to do a full rotation of themselves and how long it takes them to orbit around our sun. We're just talking about our galaxy, right? What we know about our planets. There's, oh my gosh, if y'all haven't watched, I think it's on Netflix. It's the documentary about the James Webb telescope. So cool because you can like actually see what the deal is with how freaking big our universe is. So if we're thinking beyond just how things operate on earth and God-sized stuff, universe-sized stuff, time's different when you exit earth. Okay. The way we think about time and space not only doesn't apply on other planets, but it doesn't apply on earth in regards to the minute matter, like how atoms behave. Studying atoms is in the realm of quantum physics. So when you look at an atom, only a very small part of it is matter. Over 99% of it isn't matter. Over 99% is just pure energy. So literally everything in your life, your body, your bed, the lamp beside your bed is actually mostly energy. It's not mostly matter. It's less than 1% matter and over 99% energy. And these subatomic particles that make up an atom don't behave according to classic physics. They're more chaotic. They're less predictable. It's not like measuring how fast a plane flies, how long it takes a tennis ball to fall after being hit by a racket. It's totally different reality. Another interesting thing about subatomic particles is that all atoms give off different electromagnetic energies. Like x-rays are very high frequency with short wavelengths and radio waves are a lower frequency with longer wavelengths. 
So the shorter and slower the waves, the more matter there is and the less energy. And the higher and faster the waves, the more energy there is and less matter. So when you make a decision to change your energy, which we always talk about in this world and manifesting, when you decide to change your energy to be of a higher frequency, you actually are increasing the frequency of all of the atoms and molecules inside of your physical body so that you become more energy and less matter. And when that happens, you're able to easier rewire your brain to become a new person. And you can also create a new personality for yourself, a new physical body, or attract new physical realities and situations to your life. This is a little bit of what goes on in the law of attraction. But it's not just a matter of like thinking of something and having it attract you. You have to literally be vibrating at the frequency of that thing that you're wanting. When you vibrate at a higher frequency, more of the time, cell receptor sites in your body could all of a sudden no longer be open for sickness or disease or certain quote unquote negative situations. You can also turn them off from experiencing pain if you're at a high enough frequency. So like, you know, when you hear stories of a grandma lifting a pickup truck off of their grandkid, when the grandma saw this happening, a truck falling up, you know, the child getting stuck under a truck, her cell receptor sites that would normally tell her that the truck is too heavy for her to lift, those turned off. So it's not her lifting the truck, not her physical body, not matter lifting the truck. She's doesn't have enough strength to do that. It is the energy that she has that elevated that's moving the truck. And if you think about it at a more basic level, when we're under stress or have stress hormones pulsing through our body, which these days probably like 75% of our day for most people, these chemicals cause your body to be more matter and less energy and for you to vibrate at a lower frequency. And if you feel stressed every day, you're constantly slowing down the frequency of your body. Eventually your cells don't have enough energy to communicate correctly with each other and your bodily systems sh start shutting down. This is why rest and healing your nervous system and meditation and thinking positively are so like so incredibly important. When all of the cells in your body are communicating correctly and are coherent, your body can heal from any disease and you can get to such incredibly high frequencies that you can call anything you want into your life. You just have to continue to elevate to match the frequency of the thing you're wanting to call in. So that's sort of the science <laughs> behind this work and why it is very important to maintain a high frequency. Now, this doesn't mean, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit when I talk about human design, this doesn't mean that you can't feel negative emotions. But the way we deal with emotions these days is we'll either numb them, push them down, which they still live in your body affecting your energy and frequency, lowering your frequency, or we'll take those emotions, 
bring them up into our brain as thoughts, loop on them, ruminate them, and those thoughts become beliefs and then affect your frequency by lowering it. So there's nothing wrong with emotions. We're going to get there in the third part. So highly recommend, obviously, checking out the book or watching one of the YouTubes that I'll put in the show notes of Dr. Dispenza explaining all of this. But this is what I do as my daily process for this Dispenza work and Dispenza experiment. I wake up in the morning. If I wake up before my child, I will do a meditation. I usually do, I can link it in the show notes, but I do a 20 to 30 minute one by Dispenza. It's on Spotify. It's free. If you have Spotify, there's a lot of them on YouTube too, if you need to find one on YouTube. But I will do a meditation first thing before I even do my journaling process, which if you want to see my daily journaling process, you can access that in my, well, I have a daily process, a weekly process, and a monthly process. And I teach you that in my manifestation workshop. But every morning, first thing, if able to, I meditate and I do one of his meditations and I feel all the new feelings. I don't let myself get on my phone. I don't let myself journal. I don't let myself do literally anything until after I've meditated. Now, if for some reason, like yesterday, Caroline woke up five minutes after I woke up, so I did not get to finish my meditation. I did the meditation later in the afternoon when I was sort of feeling a slump. It's good to do either first thing in the morning or last thing before you go to bed. But if you're tired enough and you and you can take a nap in the afternoon, then doing a meditation right before that when you're super tired, you're a little bit more suggestible and you're able to to go into the theta brainwaves that this work requires you to be at. So I do my meditation and then I do all my journaling, which I'll link that as well. After that, I just make sure to spend the whole day noticing my thoughts, being aware of my thoughts, being conscious of my thoughts and doing my best to shift them. If I notice that I'm in lack, I don't have enough time. I didn't get enough sleep. Caroline's not acting the way I want her to. Does it, you know, all of this stuff. I notice those thoughts and I say, oop, that's lack. That's scarcity. How can I shift this right now? Either can I, how can I just like let it go and let it flow out of my body and not ruminate or loop on it? Or can I shift it to a positive? Now, if I'm having an emotion, I'm going to get there because we're going to talk about that. It has to do with human design and your solar plexus center. I let myself feel those, but we're going to get that too. The main thing of this is becoming aware of your thoughts because the thoughts that repeat over and over, a lot of times they're either thoughts about the past or they're thoughts about the future. And that means you're not living in the actual present moment. And in the present moment is the only place where actual change and miracles can happen, not in the past not in the future. So it's sort of just a, a presence process, a centering process, and a noticing, like a shifting process of a note, constantly noticing lack, scarcity, judgment, negativity, and then moving that to something neutral or something positive. Like to give you an example, I was driving Caroline to school the other day, which it's really like an 11 minute drive to school. And I probably had 70 thoughts that came through my head. 
that I had to shift. Like no joke, 70 thoughts in 10 minutes. Sort of crazy. At first, the first few days you start doing this, it can seem a little bit overwhelming and annoying, but the thoughts get less and less the more you can just be present and the more that you're aware of this that's going on in your brain. So don't don't let the first few days knock you off of keeping doing it. Um, it does get easier and simpler and not as hard of a work, <laughs> I feel like. Okay, the last thing I wanted to talk about was injecting human design into this work. So there are four parts of human design that I wanted to talk about that you can use to really accelerate your results with dispensa work. The first of those is using your authority. So everybody who knows about human design, if you like Google, you do woo authority episode, you'll find, I think last year I did a whole breakdown about using your authority. By using your authority, you can stop looping decisions through your mind and you can start making the decision with your body and move on. This saves time and this helps you be in the present moment. And this is like, honestly, much needed for making the results from Dispenza work happen faster. He, I don't even know if he knows about human design. I'm sure somebody will tell him at some point. And so he can, he can um, start putting this type of stuff into the work, but it very much flows really well with it. And using your authority is a great way to stop looping thoughts. It's just using your body to make decisions instead of your brain. Number two, relief. Literally every single person I've done a human design chart reading for in the past three and a half years has come away, like ended the session saying how relieved they feel. Just because you learn so many things about yourself, you stop shooting on yourself. You stop saying, I should be like this. I should be like this. You sort of accept who you are and how you operate. So if you haven't gotten a human design chart reading, I think as of right now, I have one left for August and then I'll be booking into September, but my readers do have room on their calendar for the next few weeks. So grab a reading from somebody and really take advantage of that feeling of relief. It will really, really help in this thought work and in getting the results that you want, whatever part of your life you're wanting to change. The third thing in human design that is helpful to use in accordance with the Dispenza work is using your strategy. The reason for this is, so my strategy is wait to respond. I used to waste so much time each day just like making to-do lists of things that I thought I had to do to move the needle forward. I don't, I mean, I do make to-do lists sometimes, but not every day anymore which I used to be a total to-do list person, which I'm not saying to-do lists aren't bad, but I just was sort of like OCD about it and very heady about it. And then making a list and not getting everything checked off made me feel lack and scarcity, right? Um, it also sort of screwed up, screwed with my dopamine levels. I don't know. It's weird when you have too long of a to-do list and you work too hard at checking things off the list, it can it can screw up your dopamine levels. So by using my strategy of just waiting to respond, being like, what's coming to me today? What's a yes? What's a no? What ideas are coming? And then that's all I have to deal with. Seriously. 
you save so much time. And when people say, well, like, I don't have 30 minutes to meditate. Well, if you start using your strategy, <laughs> then you will have way more than 30 minutes extra in each day to do this type of work or to rest or to nap or to spend time in nature or whatever. But this is like such a integral part of human design that a lot of people don't implement until a few years into learning about human design. And sometimes actually doing your strategy can feel uncomfortable. It's like, I have to wait to respond. I have to wait for the invitation. But really, you will save so much time by just allowing things to come to you and saying yes or no to them using your authority than if you just try to go out and force things to happen, like with masculine actions. So that is the bueno thing, the beautiful thing about using your strategy. The last thing is applying your emotions to this work. So the goal when you're in this meditation is to get to an emotional feeling of feeling better, whatever that looks like for you. So you can do that during the meditation, but all the other times throughout the day, you're going to have ups and downs of emotions. So whether you have a defined or open solar plexus, we all experience emotions. The Dispenza work teaches you how to actually get a handle on these emotions. So if you have a defined solar plexus and you go through emotional waves, the work teaches you to feel these feelings in your body, let them pass, and don't hold on to them. No living in the past, no living in the future. The feelings and emotions that are uncomfortable to feel usually will start passing much faster and feel less intense if you actually fully let yourself feel the feelings somatically in your body without taking them up to your brain and looping and looping and looping. Feelings, emotions aren't designed to last very long. Now, grief is a whole other thing. Highly recommend my friend Stephanie's podcast, Moving. Wait, I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's moving grief and it's an amazing podcast. So grief is like a whole other thing, but all of the other emotions aren't designed to last very long. They usually will start passing much faster and feel less intense if you actually fully let yourself feel your feelings somatically. And then you have space to shift and adjust to a better feeling thought and experience emotions of a higher frequency. Same thing for if you are open in your solar plexus. Most emotions that you are going to be feeling either come from the collective or from situations or people in your right now reality. You use the same steps to feel your emotions in these situations and then shift to something higher after you somatically process your feelings. You also sometimes notice if an emotion is coming from the past or the future, and then you can just stop it right there and be like, this isn't a present emotion. This is me reliving the past or having anxiety about the future. And it is like literally a waste of time. And then you can stop yourself. There's no need to process that emotion. So those are the four aspects of human design that you could at least start with in applying dispensa work. And to wrap up, just as a reminder as you do this work, this is an ongoing process. Depending on how tied you are to your current beliefs or how stuck in the past you are or how anxious about the future you are, this could take a few weeks or a few months to sh start showing big results. However, 
I have applied this work intensely on certain days and have seen some pretty extraordinary results within 24 hours. The less attached you are to the external results and the more you're just looking for the result of feeling better in the now, the faster the bigger results will actually come. It seems contradictory, but that's how it works. So for example, in the book, they talk about people with stage four cancer. And the thing is, is that sometimes it takes a few months of the person just feeling better, regardless of if they still have cancer or not, and are still having to go through whatever treatments they're going through. It takes them getting to a point where they feel better emotionally, regardless of the results, and then sporadically they'll like go to get tests done at the doctor and then the cancer will be gone. Like these, he gives like all kinds of crazy examples of these things happening. So you have to be okay with the, like just disregarding the external results and being okay with how you feel in your mind and emotions and body. And sometimes you're only going to feel good depending on, you know, how much physical pain you're in or mental pain you're in. Sometimes you might only feel good for five minutes of that meditation each day. And then as you do the work, it'll be like, oh, the whole 30 minute meditation felt great. And I felt good five minutes every hour of the day. And then soon it's 30 minutes every hour of the day you're awake, et cetera. And as Dr. Dispenza says many times in interviews and in his books and all that, the point when you surrender to the unknown is the point where all possibilities exist and miracles start to happen. That is all I have for you today. I hope that you go back and take some notes on this episode. I hope that you send this episode to a friend who's maybe going through something tough physically or mentally. This has been a miracle for me and I'm going to continue to use it. It'll be a lifelong work. It's just amazing. We live in an imperfect world. There's always things that are going to be happening that are physically or mentally challenging. And then we have some tools, some experiments to use on them to see what realities we can change. If you love this episode, please share it. Tag me on Instagram at UDWoo and send me a DM. Tell me your stories of transformation with using this work. Okay, I'll see y'all next week. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. 
I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance, and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.